Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And uh, we're going to start off with a quick little recap over the weekend, uh, what happened in primarily the heavyweight division and the outfall, if you will, of a couple of fights that took place on the same night in the same city of Toledo, Ohio, uh, where we saw a big heavyweight contender, uh, Arslan Beck Makhmudov, who made his uh, United States debut, but he's actually fighting out of Montreal, so not too far away from Toledo anyway. Uh, he believes he made a, a, the right step in terms of uh, his knockout uh, in moving a step closer to a mandatory shot at Tyson Fury. Uh, as he's described, uh, the wrecking ball moved to 17-0 with 16 knockouts, uh, fighting on the Jared Anderson undercard. Uh, the Jared Anderson fight against Charles Martin was... Uh, Described and explained in great detail by Cedric Ben on uh, his scorecard show uh, the other day. So if you want to check that out, feel free. But in this case, uh, as I said, uh, on this undercard, we saw Mahmoudov um, retain his NABF heavyweight crown, uh, which sets up the potential clash uh, with Anderson next and potentially Tyson Fury down the road. We'll wait and see. Mahmoudov, he's ranked number five by the WC, blasted out the previously unbeaten Rafael Akpajori in the second round. Akpajori dropped to 15-1 and one with 14 knockouts after the loss. The two had entered the contest with a combined record of 31-0. and 0. But Mahmoudov's amateur experience paid the dividends he needed to get the victory. The 34-year-old uh, dropped Akpajori with a flurry of initiated uh, right uppercuts, a punch uh, that landed frequently, and he dropped Akpajori again in the final seconds of the opening stanza, but the Nigerian survived despite wobbling to his feet. And after another knockdown in the second round, referee Wes Melton deemed Akpajori unable to continue. Uh, and as we now find out, Makhmudov could battle Jared Anderson to be ranked number three uh, by the time Deontay Wilder and Andy Ruiz happen, if they happen next and Deontay Wilder in another story we'll see has indicated he's quite happy to wait until his clash with Deon, uh, uh, with uh, Anthony Joshua taking place in Saudi Arabia possibly December possibly January we still have to wait and see the WBC final eliminator sanctioned by President Mauricio Suleiman will see Mahmoudov rated as the new number one once the pair finalize their duel so it was a good uh, good fight all around for Mahmoudov, as I say, fighting out of Montreal, which puts uh, North America in quite a good place with respect to the uh, heavyweight di division. We also saw Jalalov get signed to top rank, uh, somewhat of a peculiar case, though, because he was uh, he was with uh, uh, Disrupt Boxing, so I'm a little sh not unsure how that, that's going to play out. Um, according to uh, BoxingNews24.com, uh, uh, one of our favorite writers, um, you know, Alan Fox, Alan Fox says Jared Anderson did what he had to do for him to defeat the dangerous former IBF heavyweight champ, Charles Martin, uh, by decision, uh, you know, 10 round unanimous decision. As I said earlier, he, he now moves to 15 and over 14 knockouts. He looked good in his offense. Uh, reminds some of the bigger versions of Shakur Stevenson and looking sharp and showing skills that haven't been seen from the heavyweights of this era. Again, it's my, my opinion, but I tell you, he's, he's the next Mike Tyson. Uh, the question now is who should the 23-year-old Jared Anderson fight next? Uh, ESPN's Christina Poncher said top-ranked promoter Bob Barron is planning on matching Jared against Jean Gosabotsky, but that remains to be seen. 
other fighters in the heavyweight division who he might uh, take a shot at and move a step closer to those big five over in the UK. Uh, take a look at uh, Frank Sanchez, a look at the previously mentioned Arslan Abak Makhmudov, Effie Ajabba, or Andy Ruiz Jr. himself. Uh, either one of those fights would certainly be a decent challenge for Anderson and uh, would certainly be a great fight to see in any case uh, as uh, as he moves up towards, as I say, clashing with a Tyson Fury or even an anti-Joshua, but somewhat unrealistic uh, this year. And, uh, and, and, and what does Deontay Wilder have to say about all this action in the heavyweight division? Not much. I mean, he's looking forward to fighting Andy Ruiz Jr., uh, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen because Andy Ruiz Jr. wants a 50-50 split, but he's not going to get that. I mean, I don't think he's fought in over a year. In the last couple of fights, he, he's basically been fighting older um, heavyweights, guys past their prime. Uh, would he get clobbered by Wilder? Maybe. Does Wilder need the fight? No. Um, so realistically, and does, uh, does Wilder need the money? No. So, uh, again, according to uh, a couple of uh, writers over on uh, BoxingNews24.com, Dan Ambrose says who he should be looking at fighting. Uh, this would be Dante Wilder. He should be looking at fighting Frank Sanchez, Ajit Kabayal, Dempsey McKean would be a good one, uh, Otto Wallen, or again, uh, the uh, off-mentioned F.A. Agdagba. Uh, so, as I said, you know, uh, we want to we want to see that heavyweight division shaken up and it is now being shaken up by some uh, american fighters coming up through the ranks as well as those fighting out of montreal as well um former wbc heavyweight champion uh tyson fury because he has retired has offered to help his queensbury stable mate joe joyce prepare for his upcoming match with chinese giant jilai zhang back in april zhang pulled off a shaka when he stopped joyce in six rounds Joyce's right eye was swollen shut, which prompted the ringside doctor to wave off the fight, as we all know. A few weeks would follow before Joyce would exercise his contractual clause for an immediate rematch. Coincidentally, uh, Fury was attempting to secure Zhang as his next opponent, but those discussions were roadblocked when Joyce forced the rematch. The second fight takes, pla the second fight takes place on September 23rd at Wembley. The winner will walk away with a mandatory position uh, to fight unified champ Alexander Yusek. Yuri would like Fury would like to see his countryman come out on top, which is why he's offering his services in training camp. And the two boxers have sparred in the past. Uh, this is a message to Big Joe Joyce. Joe, I saw you got the Zhang fight coming up again. If you want some proper southpaw from someone who's got bigger, fatter, quicker, harder puncher, everything in that Zhang. Please come up to Morcom and do some sparring with me," said Fury. "It can only I can it can only improve and make make and make it better. And trust me on this, I've got the secret for you, and I know how to beat Zhang. Chop him down like an old oak tree. The offer's there, Joe. Get yourself down to Morcom Bay and do as many rounds with myself. Get up there. Can't say any better than that. I won't change it a lot. Just hundred thousand quid a round." Uh, Fury's next fight is still in limbo. However, there have been recent whispers of a promotional uh, potential exhibition clash with former UFC heavyweight champ Francis Ngoyo would again uh, see him likely lose his belt uh, because the WBC have stated as much. I don't really need to go over that again. We talked about it last week. 
Speaking of rematches, it looks like uh, the stage is set for uh, Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall rematch. Now that Savannah Marshall is the new undisputed female super middleweight champ of the world, she's potentially on a collision course for a rematch with arch rival Clarissa Shields, who was the loudest person in the AO arena when Marshall dethroned Franchon Cruz de Zern in Manchester in England uh, this past Saturday night. And Shields had some choice comments for Marshall afterwards. I will fight her at whatever weight she wants to fight at, Shields said. She's going to get beat up. That's what's going to happen. I saw a lot of weaknesses, and she didn't learn from her last fight. I agreed with the first judge. You had it 95-95. The fight was close. I expected a better performance from both girls. There you go. Uh, Clarissa Shields promoter, Dimitri Sumitra, sorry, Dimitri Salida, says staging a rematch against Savannah Marshall in the U.S. naturally makes sense. Marshall became the undisputed super middleweight champ, as I said, on Saturday with a majority decision over Cruz Desern with Shields present at ringside, uh, who is managed by Dimitri uh, Salida. So anyway, Shields has been adamant that any second fight with Marshall would have to take place in the States after she had emerged victorious uh, with a unanimous decision in an October grudge match between the pair. And upon beating uh, Cruz Desern to become the undisputed super middleweight champ on Saturday night, Marshall outlined Newcastle St. James Park as an ideal venue for the contest, however with contrasting opinions, prompting heated words in the post-fight press conference. Um, Clarissa was in the UK supporting her friend, Franchon. Oddly enough, during the ring announcement, I realized that the only loss on each fighter's record was to Clarissa, uh, Salida told Sky Sports. Certainly a fight with Marshall, something that we would explore. Clarissa came to the UK for the first fight, so it naturally would make sense for the second fight to happen in the US probably at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. And uh, for the last story of the day, um, again, out of the UK and again, out of some peculiar ego, I think. But let's talk about Tony Blue. Tony uh, wants to make a sensational comeback uh, against a knockout machine uh, in the Bridgerweight division. If he formally asks the WBC, they will grant Blue's wishes. Lucas Rosansky has been targeted by the bomber despite knocking out heavyweight Alan Babic in one round last April. The pair uh, contests the newest member of the WC Championships after the sanctioning body added in 18th in 2021. The rugged Polis, 14 stoppages and 15 victories, and would strike fear through many contenders at that weight. However, Tony is not one of them. Liverpool's ex-champ turned boxing pundit wants the smoke and sees Rosansky as an easy path to becoming a multi-division ruler. Tony previously ruled as cruiserweight champ between 2016 and 2017. Despite retiring almost five years ago, Tony believes it's time to make a return now and claims future glory is ripe. Rosansky is something, someone I think I could beat. I'm not going to lie. I'm 40 years of age and I don't know if I could make a comeback. But I'm getting, getting, but getting ready for filming for Creed, uh, Creed three. That is the movie. Last year, I got in really good shape. I ended up seeing a lot of abs I hadn't seen the best part of a decade, and thought, why not? To be totally honest, I couldn't make cruiserweight again safely. I'm straight up to the point, but I could make bridgeweight nice and comfortable. If I'm being honest, I think I'd absolutely pulverize Rosansky. 
I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I have to go back to the gym for a little bit and spend some time there. Have I still got it? I don't know. I'm not completely out of shape. I've always stayed in shape, but I don't know. He added, I don't listen to dreamers. I'm just a kid from Liverpool. And the thought of becoming a two-weight world champion, I'd probably be the oldest UK champion that I can remember would be a feat. That would be great. I know my buddy can get through a camp. I know I can do it. All right. Well, there you have it, boxing fans. Appreciate you joining me for another episode of Boxing News Today here on Talk and Fight. Uh, remember to join me later on at 4 p.m. Eastern Time uh, for Knuckle Up with Mike Orr. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on.